recording. I'm recording right now. Am I? Am I recording? Are you? I'm, Are asking, you? I'm asking you. Are you? Can you tell? I'm going to say yes. I'm not. Oh, no. I am. Okay, now you are. Great. Wait, were you the whole time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what That's I'm doing. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? You are recording a podcast with me, sir. Um, I just told my neighbor about our podcast, who's like literally on the other side of the wall. We oh, can't yeah. really hear each other that well. Uh, but his name's Dave. And he was like, he's like, when are you recording the podcast? I was like, oh, I'm re- probably like 20 minutes, man. This is a while ago. And he goes, oh, cool. I'll like watch or uh, listen while while you're doing it. And I was like, I don't. That's not. I, I didn't say time. anything. I didn't say that's not how it works. But you're gonna hear one side of the conversation, just you talking. <laughs> he's gonna hear me. <laughs> he's just up against the wall. Just is like, pod, is oh, this he's podcast? doing the podcast. Is he just he's talking to it. himself? <laughs> <laughs> it's just him. Wow, he's got some really colorful things to say to himself. Yeah, he has really long pauses too. It's really weird. <laughs> oh my god, um, I I I do need to share in the beginning of this. I am I'm a little bit pumped that I don't have to go to the soccer game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, but uh, it's bittersweet because it's one. It's like one of my favorite teams to watch because Mason is he's on the, this like it's not his school team. It's like a league team. Oh yeah, and they're called Northern United. And I've been watching them play now for like three years and all of them have gotten so much better together that it's just really great to watch them play win or lose. It's a good, like a good game. Um, and, uh, I'm, I usually like on Sunday, I'm like, all right, I, I got to build that into my day somehow, but there's just too much going on. Cause I've got Brigadoon rehearsal. I've got to review my script for Adam's family. I've got stuff to do for work for the week. Uh, you know, we're recording and then somewhere in there, I'd like to get a workout in, you know? So it's just like, there's, there's a lot going on and I had to go, I like, I was downstairs this morning. I'm like, Hey, is it cool if I just do like <laughs> me time today? Is that fine? Like, you know, like I wanted to ask permission and be nice about it and just show that I was being considerate. Yeah. But secretly I was like, it's, it's me time today, regardless. Me of time. The answer is. <laughs> well, cause like, I'm not going to lie. Out of all of my friends, you sit there and you tell me your schedule. And I think a lot of times I'm like, you know, I have a pretty busy week. Like I wake up yeah. around 7, 730 and I do a lot yep. of my freelance work. And, you know, like then I have to break and make myself lunch. And then I go on like a really long walk with my dog. And then I plan mm-hmm. out some more stuff and then I make dinner. And like, you know, my day can go for like 10 hours sometimes. And then I also work on Saturdays. And then, yep. like, Sundays are my free day. And then I hear your schedule, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm on vacation because, holy crap, you're like, yeah, I yeah. wake up at 4 a.m., and then yeah. I do all this stuff. And then by the time I get home, it's, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm like, it's my what time? It's yeah. 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, no, it's it's been extra crazy. This Well, and this past week was nuts because it was the first – actual week of sports and in my mind that's the most important one to make right like there's going to be events that i miss there's going to be stuff that i can't make it to this fall because not only are the kids busy i'm busy like i have my stuff to do and you know that's like it's a weird where it's like a weird area to navigate being uh like a step parent you know in in so many ways where like i have I have the stuff that I want to accomplish and I, I technically don't have kids, right? Like I don't have, <laughs> I've not sired any children as we've spoken of. Um, so I, I should have a little leeway to do that. And I do, I have that. Thank you. You know, it's very nice. You're welcome. Um, but then at the same time, <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. Ode. Thank you You're for welcome. the time. You're welcome. Um, but then, 
you know, like I also want to balance that out with being a responsible parental like figure, like an adult who shows that they care and puts yeah. their best foot forward. So I have to find this careful balance. And really the schedule that you're talking about, that is a side effect of me having things that I want to do, but then also wanting to participate and celebrate the other things that other people want to do. And I think honestly, that's probably the thing that's like catapulted my maturity the most. It's probably the, like it's the thing I was missing from my life that was maybe holding back a little bit of like mature development was mm. having uh, smaller human beings to then try and like work into my life. You know, like it, it really did change a lot for me. Yeah. Um, I have a dog. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. I'm a dog, dog parent. Yeah, yeah, I get absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so much that you have to do for your dog. Yeah, you, know, have, you to have to celebrate when they him. join a soccer league. Oh, and yeah, yeah, that's it. Then tell them that they're responsible for like showing up to practices and they can't yep. just skip out. <laughs> and then he gives me back sass, and I go, "Go to your room." And his room the is back sass is the best. His room that's is why nowhere. we get dogs, right? That's <laughs> dude. <laughs> Yeah, my dog. All right, real quick. What? My dog was sitting on the bed the other day. Yeah. And right next to our bed mm-hmm. is Goose's desk, and mm-hmm. he he was sitting on the bed, and he was he was like kind of like slouched over. And my dog is very short. He's got dwarfism, and he's just yeah. staring at the wall. We're both behind him talking and like hanging out, and he is just staring at the wall. And you know that meme where it's like they ask you how you're doing, and you tell them that they're yeah you're fine, but you're not fine. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's literally what he looked like. I took a video of it. I'll send it to you after the pod. He is just standing there, just staring at the wall with like this blank of like, my life is over, everything is ruined. Look, and then we were like, Aww. Max, and he turned Poor around, man. jumped off the bed, and just started sprinting around the house with zoomies. And I was like, cool. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, at least he yeah, he's he got man. up and yeah, he's a happy man. Um. I, I love when you say that Max is sprinting because I've seen how Max's feet pronate like or turn outward. So I just picture like this funny little like four legged four legged penguin esque shuffle at high speed. <laughs> like, He's got with these little bars. turkey legs just driving the entire yep. thing. Yep. Just like <laughs> People are like, what is that flightless bird on all fours? Like <laughs> when he picks up like full speed and when yeah. he's off leash, it is the f- yeah. funniest thing in the world. Oh my god. And he's got like just enough skin that it's like flopping around. Like His he, ears. by all oh, yeah. means by all means, Max is a testament to uh to survival of the most adorable rather than survival of the fittest, you know? Like, like, like why are you still here? Well, I was cute enough, I guess. You know, I got these little flaps here that people love to rub. So, uh... I love it. That's really how some... That's why chihuahuas are still around. And Pomeranians. Yeah, yeah, survival of the cutest, not survival of the fittest at this point. Because those things in the wild, done for. Yep. Just straight up done for. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, let's get ready to clap. (laughs) I'm ready. Slap our faces. I I have to. I'm holding the mic now. Let's do it. Three, two, one.
Perfect. I hope On time, every time. <laughs> in stereo for the hearing impaired. Welcome back to another episode of the Unpop Podcast. I am your host, El Capitan Todo de Siempre, Kevin Minor, he, him, and with me is... <clears throat> Odie Matthews, they, them, <laughs> the chef. I forgot yeah. again what my intro was. <laughs> For a minute, I'm not joking because this morning when I was doing some stuff, I was listening to the Weekly yeah. Planet. I almost yep. went, Nick Mason. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Do you want Mason. me to go? Do you want me to go back to creating my rhymes about the podcast? About us being a nonstop hot shot for potpourri? We're good. No, the potpourri thing was, I don't even know where you got that from. That's crazy. Where I was trying, I think what I was trying to do was rhyme things with potpourri. Do you remember? Do you remember the SNL Jeopardy skit that was like super popular with Will Ferrell? With Will Ferrell yeah. and Norm Macdonald, mm-hmm. and you know they would have so many other people. Like, uh, you know they would have like French Stewart, Jimmy Fallon, like all these different people who were actually you know on it. But the the big thing back and forth was always Alex Trebek, uh, played by Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. and then um, Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery, right? <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Or Norm Macdonald as Burt Reynolds. And those yeah. were like the three big back and forth. And the big one being Sean Connery. And I always uh, I, I always think of the potpourri um, and like Burt Reynolds. I think it was Burt Reynolds at this point that got it wrong. He's like, he's like yeah, potpourri. Yeah, I'll take potpourri. He's like, potpourri. <laughs> Which potpourri. Was, I, I think that's why I just like the word potpourri because it looks like potpourri. The first time I read it, that's what I thought it was. It's P-O-T-P-O. U R R I E because you know over sixty percent of English is French so why not um, <laughs> Latin and French make up the English language <laughs> I mean it's mostly French and then you have yeah. like some of the Germanic and like the influences that have come from the outside and it, it ends up especially American English is just like it, it's gumbo really like yeah. you, you want to know what American English is go to Louisiana and ask anybody <laughs> for directions. Right? Like, that's American English. The answer you get, that is the example of American you, English. That's peak American English, you know? Do you know the comedian Tom Segura? Yeah, of course. Okay, so when I saw him in person, he yeah. also has it on his Netflix special. He has this joke where it's a two, it's like a two-parter. In the first part, in one of his specials, he was talking about, like, the, the building the wall, right? This was, like, back in, like, 2016, 2017. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has another joke. He was like... I'm all for building a wall around the state of Louisiana because those yep. people aren't real. And I think it's really funny <laughs> that then the state of Louisiana, Cajun people got mad at him. And then in his next special, he continued to make fun of them. Like he stood his ground. He was like, no, fuck oh, you. Oh, 100%. And now do, anytime, do, you think, yeah. do you think we're ever going to get back into Louisville or Spokane, Odie? Do you think we're allowed there? No. I stand my Spokane. ground. Spokane. Is it – I want to go to Spokane and be like, is it Spokane or Spokane? I don't want to go back to, to them. Be, see? if See? Spokane see? Just, Tom Segura doesn't want to go to Louisiana. Yeah, we don't want to go to Spokane. It's we just don't no, want to go nothing to there. Louisville. You know Louisville. Kentucky? I think it's, I think it's fine to find saying, places that you don't want to be. I thought you were saying Louisville, as in that's how you were pronouncing Louisiana. And I was like, I don't no. think that's right. No, Louisville is Kentucky. where I went that doesn't have vegetables. It's a horrible place. Yeah, everything's no fried. No one should ever have to eat there. Yeah, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. bad. 
No wonder people like the the whole place the the entire time I was there just looked depressed. And then I found out our regional conference this year is in uh, Miami, and I was like, oh, thank God. Ew. <laughs> because Miami's I'm not also gross. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't. It's uh, whatever. I mean, it's better than Louisville. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I I know what I can eat in Miami. Like <laughs> this is yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's get into the topic. I've I, I'm gonna start it off with a story. Are you cool with this? A story? Yeah. I'm gonna, I got a little story for you. I'm I'm listening. I'm All right. Yours. Cool. Do you hear? Do you feel? Do you feel how the energy downshifted into the story? Yeah. Because I, 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 I need you. I need I you to calm smooth. down, Odin. I was being smooth need... about it. That's why I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. listening. I didn't make a right, joke. Good. I didn't make a riff. I didn't make a good. reference to Spy Kids where those thumb people have giant ears. You know, they saying I'm all listening. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm still listening. So <laughs> this week, uh, very like what I, I what I really want to like get into talking about. I had a I had an awesome experience. First off, saw Sleep Token for the second time. Right. Jealous. Now. I've been listening Wait, to them since time? like, yeah, second time. Um, I've been listening to them since 2018. I missed them in 2019 because I think I had rehearsal for another show that I was in and they were in New York city, but they were like supporting, supporting, like they weren't even mm. like right before the band supporting, um, but they were supporting act for another band. Right. And they played in New York city. And I missed it. And then I was like, it's okay. 2020, they'll come back. I'll catch <laughs> 2020? them. 2020? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> this was one of the many things that I was like, it's fine. I'll catch them next year. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. tickets to see, like, Circus or Vive between the Buried and Me that I purchased in 2019. That I was just like, it's yeah, we'll see. It's all happening. It's all happening. Um, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> But why. now we're back. We're back to concerts. But we got back to them um, in 2022. I think things finally kind of felt like they were back in full swing, right? Um, so we went and saw Sleep Token. It was Chloe and Mason's first concert, actually, going to see Sleep Token and nothing more. Pretty awesome. Uh, we made a whole day trip of it. Jason, my tattoo artist, came out with us. So it was Love like Jason. me, Jason, Brandy, Shout out Jason. and the kids. Shout out Jason and Black Anvil Tattoo. Um, yep. Love him. We had a great day. We went and got sushi. There was like a, a downtown fair going on in Oneana out by us in New York. And then we, we went out to um, – it was like a church right outside of a small town in New York that has like a prison. And it starts with an E, and I can't think of the name of the town right now. That's how small I thought you saw Sleep Token um, in Boston. Well, no. I saw them this past week in Worcester. This, I'm, I'm building up to it, Odie. Uh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so we go to this church, like it's like a church that holds concerts on the weekend. Um, Ironic. And, uh, Elmira, it's right outside of Elmira, New York, um, which nobody's ever heard of, which is fine. Uh, so we go there, and the bands are. It's like some weird band from L.A. that was like pretty good, but very obviously like uh you know reminiscent of like Scene and Screamo. Um, then some other band that i don't rightly remember then sleep token then nothing more um or maybe there wasn't even another band i don't know but sleep token and then nothing more and it was cool because like it was you know it was my first time seeing them live and there's probably about mm, 200 people there for sleep token right like we're awesome. in a big auditorium like the size of like you know a gymnasium and then some and and it's all standing you know, mm. uh, and nothing more blew me away, too. Like, that's a whole other story. But, like, Sleep Token comes on, and, like, n 
a lot of people are still hanging in the lobby like because they came for nothing more not for sleep token right so there's only like 200 people there for sleep token in this nice little crowd we were able to get up right to the stage and like and, and everything like it was great um and this was they had only had two albums out at this point so like just cool experience really loved it the kids appreciated it we watched nothing more at least the majority of nothing more set too and then went home and then sleep token tickets went on sale this year now in between the tickets going on sale this year and us seeing them last year they released uh the summoning and chokehold and the summoning turned into like a viral sensation like it became like a huge hugely sampled metal you know song piece on tiktok right so they blow up like overnight almost um and and it's funny because they didn't blow up overnight right like from someone's perspective from anybody's perspective not just from mine but anybody who's been listening to them since like 2016 2017 time they did not blow up overnight like i would say like their first big single probably came out in 2018 i think it's like jaws or maybe the offering but like so you know we've been listening like sleep token's been around for a while they did not blow up overnight but this year they did have an overnight influx of success and popularity so tickets go on sale and we go to see them this past weekend in Worcester. Um, now, when the tickets went on sale, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll grab two tickets for Brandy and I right off the rip. I'll ask if, like, the kids want to go or, like, if this is a date where they could go. Brandy's like, no, nah, you know, they're probably going to have sports. Turns out they did. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll message Jason and see if Jason and Kennedy want to go. And Jason's like, yeah, Kennedy and I definitely want to go. Grab tickets. And I go back on and it's sold out. And it's been maybe a half an hour, right? And, like, I was on that morning. I had a day off, like, when they released the tickets. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, just grabbed them right away. Grabbed two for, like, 120 bucks, And then they're sold out. And then all of a sudden, tickets are, like, $400 to go see them for one. And it was just a really weird... First off, that was, like, a weird experience. I had never had that happen with a band that I've loved before where, like, just overnight, I couldn't get tickets for that. You know, to like us with Ghost. It, dude, it, we yeah, went back to so, go to get VIP packages like yeah. 20 minutes after buying the grass seats and the only thing that was left was grass seats and they were three times as much as we paid. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's another conversation I have around that. Like there are bot accounts that are set up that grab tickets and then so people scalp. Like it's yeah. digital scalping is what it is. Um, but nobody stops it. So we go to see them this, this past week and I – I'm sure you saw the line to go see them. No lie. The last time I was in Worcester, the line from the Palladium, which is the venue, went out the door, around the block, down the block to the end. That's it. One block, right? Okay. The line for Sleep Token went out the door, around the block, down that block, turned to the right, went down what essentially was a block and a half, but, you know, it was two large spaces between streets and then around that block. So like easily about a half a mile long line of people trying to get in the, the venue sold out and it's ev- everybody's there for sleep token. They're the headliner. So very different experience from seeing them with like 200 people who are super into them to 3000 people who are like, some a lot of them new fans and a lot of them people who have never even like maybe heard them before and going to see them for the first time right um so the line takes like 
probably 45 minutes to get inside right like and and this is the palladium's really good i gotta give them credit like they do a really good job they have they had six separate security guards patting people down and checking bags outside just to make the line move faster and then they had six different people inside the doors after you've already been okayed by security to come in uh checking tickets and making sure that everything's good and then you can either go up they have a balcony they have a mezzanine and they have uh general admission mm. we're in the balcony because that's where i want to sit to watch sleep token it was amazing what a great view uh but we get in finally and then we go to our seats and i'm like hey i'm gonna go get some merch before like it it's too crazy right or they sell out well or they sell out yeah so then then I get in the the merch line or what I think is the merch line because it looks like it wraps around uh, half of the venue. And I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah, this is going to be a long line, whatever. And the guy who's running security goes, yo, it starts back there. And he points and it wraps all the way around the other merch booth and around the venue down to the general standing area. So I'm like, all right, well, I got time. I don't really know the first band. I'm not looking to like sit around and watch them like they were kind of cool, like the ambient noise I was getting from them. They were called A.A. Williams. No one's ever heard of them. You can't find that much about them. Cool band, though. Uh, But I'm just like listening to them while standing in this line. I'm talking to the people around me, you know, and like a lot of the conversations are kind of around like, how long have you listened to this band? And like, you know, oh, what's your favorite songs? Like everybody's, you know, we're just talking about who we're there to see. There's this one dude, though, who's like, well, you know, I started listening to him like last year, but then I dug into it. And like, I could show you who the singer is if you want. Like, he's just like trying to like flex on everybody. Like, hey, I figured out the identities of the people in the band or whatever. I don't like and, that because people try well, to do that with Ghost. And like, I kind of yes. like that they're just, you know, they're a character on, if you, you know, it's their character essentially. Yes. And if you unveil that character and it's not who you want it to be, you just ruin something great for yourself. Yeah. I had a friend last year send me a video of the singer in his first band performing for like a local radio station in the UK, uh, an acoustic song. It's very obviously him. It's He's got him a and voice. S- another girl. Yes. And you can see his face and you know, his know. name is attached to it. And I kind of like, I, I started playing it just to like verify that my friend had sent me something real. And then I, actually closed it like i didn't even watch the whole video yeah i didn't read anything because i was like no i'm having more fun not knowing yeah um like i, and will I went say, back to where i am right i will say that the lead singer for ghost tobias he has been mm-hmm. very like this is me and this is my band but like the point of it is is that like he is the face to an extent and then like the nameless ghouls are kind of like his lackeys and he yeah. still plays a character but like he has no problem and I, and, yeah. and I think that's okay, but, like, I like that Sleep Token, to my knowledge, as somebody who is relatively new to listening to them, I will say, like, within the last two years, probably. Yeah. Um, I like the mystery of yeah. who is this singer, because, to me, he sounds like he could be a couple different types of people, and I don't want to – I don't want to know. I don't – the, I don't even think the point is to have their identities be a mystery. I think the point is that like they're a concept band and part of that concept is not having faces and personalities. You focus of on the real music. people on stage. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're focusing on that, exactly. not the people. Unlike yes. when you Yeah, exactly. Anyways, continue so your like, story. Yeah, so hearing that conversation in lines like kind of annoying, but whatever, like, you know, 
I'm I'm not gonna like you know get into anything with somebody in line. So we're in this line. The first band gets done, and the line's still like kind of slowly moving. And Sleep Tokens up next. I'm in line probably another 20 minutes. At this point, it's been about 50 minutes in line. Now we've wrapped around to like close to the corner where the front Sleep Token merch table is. And there's actually like, it's kind of a cool spot because you're in like this corner, but you can see everything on stage from where we are. Cause it's above the general standing area. So like sleep token comes on and I'm like, shit, I'm still in this merch line with these people. But I'm like, you know, I'm having a good time. I can see the concert. So I'm fine with it. I'm like watching them just standing in line. The lines move in, but we're like watching the show and taking videos um, and just like having a good time. And then it's about to wrap around the backside of the merch booth because that's what it does. And then it wraps all the way around and you can purchase your merch. And like, I like started to get kind of like nervous. I'm like, I'm going to miss part of the band that I came to see. Cause I'm in this stupid line. Like, this is not what I came here for. And they start playing the summoning and I'm just like, I can't do this. And I look at everybody who I've now been in line with for merch for like an hour and 20 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, I think I'm done. And like, th- like the people who were in line were like, "Really? Are you- you're done?" And I was like, "Yeah, I I'd gotta go watch see these guys." Then buy a shirt. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You can buy so a shirt like, on- online. So I just kind of confidently leave the line, and I step around to the side where I'm still like above the general standing area, and I watch the summoning and two other songs, and then they they have like these little keep talking to uh, me interludes. Put, okay. I gotta leave the room. I'm gonna put my mic down. That's I fine. can still hear you, but okay. They have these little interludes in between their songs where, like, they're not playing music. There was, like, some cool quotes going on, some ambient noise. And I, like, used that time to then run around the side of, like, the venue, go back up to the balcony area and sit down with Brandy to watch the rest of the show. And I'm super glad I did because the sound where we had seats was infinitely better than anything else. We were dead center, like halfway up the balcony and you could see everything perfectly you could see the graphic on stage you could see the drummer the singers the bass the guitar and vessel even like and we were like directly positioned to be looking at the center of the stage so it was like the best seats we could have possibly had for this and i'm actually like i was a little bit mad at myself that i missed half of the show from that seat you know like i was like i was like damn man why did i even stay in that line that long um and then the show gets done like their you know their main set gets done and then they play the offering as kind of like an extra song it's like a built-in encore yeah. right so they start playing the offering i've already seen the offering it's not like it's not anything like brand new for me so i'm like we watch most of that and i'm like hey do you want to go like do you want to go beat the traffic so we can get out of here cuz like i don't need to see it again um and brandon's like yeah and we're on our way out, and the girls who were behind me in line had were just walking out with the T-shirt that they had gotten. So they literally spent the entire concert in line for a T-shirt. Ooh. And it just, like, there was, like – and there was a lot that, like, kind of was going through my head, right? Like, I, I'm not judging them, but I was judging the experience of standing in line. And it made me think of, like, people who go to theme parks – when a Ugh. new roller coaster opens up and they stand in line for five hours and that's the majority of their day. Yeah, I've been is there. standing in line. And 
and then I kind of like I dealt, you know, you know how I am. Like I start pulling the information there back a little bit. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting, you know, of course, my perspective is going to be the experience trumps the memorabilia. Right. Or like the bragging rights or, you know, like I'm not the guy sitting in line saying, oh, I figured out who they are, where maybe as a younger version of me, I would have. And I'm not the guy. I'm not the person standing in line the entire concert just to get a T-shirt. Right. And I'm not going to stand in line for two hours afterwards to get a T-shirt either. That's not the part that matters to me. The part that matters is the meaningful part there. And it's because. And I kind of this is where I really wanted to go. With this. this is a long way to get to this. I said this but, is a very long yes, story. but but I needed to set all of this up. There yeah. is a bittersweet thing that happens when you watch something that you love gain a huge amount of popularity. And I think it's hard to put into words, but I finally put a component of that into words. In thinking about this, I was like, oh. When I first and this goes for anything like if if you're like an old school, you know, uh, Secret Wars comic fan, if Mm. you're if you're someone who's been listening to Sleep Token since 2018, if you're someone who was a fan of Circa Survive when they released demos in 2004, if you're someone who, uh, you know, was a fan of Ghost when they were releasing demos (laughs) like there's this thing that happens um zeal and ardor is another metal band that this happened with when you're someone who was into uh i mean even like uh, olivia rodrigo when she was just doing like little demo things right yeah yeah yeah, whatever it is but like when you're a fan of something like that and then it gains this like absurd amount of popularity overnight i think part of the the bitter part of that like you're first you're like sweet this is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad everybody appreciates this. But then there's a part of the bittersweet part of that is that you understand that there's also a new group of fans that are coming in. Yeah. And it's a different group. And it's a group that values the commodity over the substance, right? It's a group of people that will stand in line the entire time and use that as the experience that they tout. And I'm just like and I'm like, well, it would make sense then you know, p- part of this almost justifies like gatekeeping in my mind or the, or the people who qualify like how much someone actually likes something like anybody can buy a ticket to Comic-Con. Anybody can buy a ticket to a performance. Yeah. How much are you appreciating the intangible portion of that does come into question? And I think it does for some people who have a certain level of experience that they want to ascertain somewhere. Does it justify gatekeeping and some of the negative, like, hardcore fan experiences that come along with that? Not really. But because it's, like, and this was the thought that followed that up because those girls, like, that's what they wanted was that shirt. And that's fine. They got what they came for, right? And not only that, they paid an arm and a leg for it. So, like, (laughs) you know, like, they paid for a ticket. Who knows? They might have even bought them at an inflated price, right? And then they stood in line the entire show. They got a shirt, and they that was their night, you know? Yeah. And, like, that, for me, that's not the night. Like, that would be – I would be so mad if that's what I had done. I even – my friend Nick – my friend Nick Robo, who runs Pray For Us Clothing, sent me 240 bucks on Venmo while I was in line. And that's probably that and the like me being able to see the band from a good angle is probably the only reason I stayed in line while they were playing. 
because I was like, oh, I got to stay in line and get Nick his stuff. And I got to like, you know, like he's counting on me now. There was a, there was like that part of it. So I was really conflicted when I ran back upstairs. But ultimately, I just sent him back the Venmo and I was like, dude, fuck that line. I haven't even gotten up to the merch booth yet. And he was like, oh, yeah, I would have gotten out like a half an hour ago. You're fine. <laughs> I was like, sweet. Yeah. But. You know, like one thing that I really want to get into is like that's an experience that you've probably had. That's an experience that so many people have with something that they love that is like art, right? It's something that we consume. It's something that we are the spectators of where a new group of spectators come in and our mind in our minds, we we don't necessarily qualify them as being as appreciative as we are. And this happens like with Star Wars all the time. Right. Think about the new influx of, fl- of fans that came along with the new Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I didn't want to interrupt you because you were on a roll. But yeah, a yeah, couple, yeah. couple points that I want to go back and interject with. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I think it's I think it's funny because like a good example, I've been following Noah Khan since 2018. Right. Yes. And- OK. Yes. This is exactly I, I forgot to mention this. Yes, this is exactly what I thought about was you had a similar experience mm-hmm. when you wanted to get tickets to come back out and see Noah Khan. So I was – I mean when we were talking about it when I was there visiting, the tickets were super cheap. And I was like, oh, like this is totally doable. Once I get a big paycheck in a couple weeks, like we'll buy plane tickets. Everything is good. But then everything yep. got more expensive. And as disappointed as I am that all of my plans to see Noah Khan this year fell through – the fact that Matt Pfeiffer, he took videos of my favorite songs because he's a G. Um, he is a G. When he was there. And Noah said that this is the biggest venue audience he has ever played for. And a huge part of me immediately was like, ah, oh, I wasn't there for him to be a part of that. Because, like, I love this man and, like, I yeah. wanted to be there for him. But then yeah. the other part of me was like, that's so fucking cool that the guy that was playing – like dinky rinky shows when I found him just had like the biggest venue that he's ever had over 10,000 people. And like, I think there's something to be said with gatekeeping. I I went, Mm -hmm. when I left, I actually went to go put on my bad omens t-shirt because I, I told you this story, but speaking of the merch, this is what I I thought was really funny. So bad omens. And I'm still considering this. I just want to, I want to put that out there. I'm still thinking about doing this. Okay. Bad Omens general admission tickets are selling for about 150 right now. And now their venue is all general admission. There's a couple like sweet boxes, but this yeah. whole venue is just general admission. It's been 150 okay. since it was announced. Like no influx yeah. of price. Luckily, don't worry about that. But they are selling a specific special unique collaboration with Demon Slayer for yep. Death of Peace of Mind. And it is a mm-hmm. t-shirt that everybody I've shown says, I don't like that. But when I look at it, I'm like, I fucking love this. It's uh-huh. so good. Yeah. And so a huge part of me is considering paying $150 for a ticket. I'm not a concert person, but paying $150, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. getting this t-shirt, mm-hmm. listening to a couple of my favorite songs at the back of the venue, because I love Bad Omens, but the, <laughs> the their audience is very like, they're very intense at concerts. Yeah. They're very mosh pit adjacent. And that's not for oh, me. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's not my place to go there and be like, well, I don't want to get moshed. Like, cause that's what people are going to do. And that's fine. But like, <laughs> I don't want to get moshed. <laughs> I don't like, I just don't. Don't like, mosh me. Don't, don't mosh me. No way. <laughs> but like, 
I just want to like listen to like maybe a couple of their like songs from like Finding God Before God Finds Me, maybe a couple from the new album, and then just leave. Yeah, like drop yeah, two hundred yeah. bucks so I can you know see them briefly in person, which is cool for me. Get yeah. the T-shirt that I want, and then just leave. And like for yeah. me. If people, I'd be like, yeah, I saw Bad Omens. Like, I saw a couple of other songs in person. That's like, so funny because that's exactly the opposite experience I was talking about having. <laughs> I know, and that's why I think it's so funny that. But like, okay, so here's the thing though: if they didn't have this unique shirt that I want, I yeah. probably wouldn't go see them. And the reason why yeah, yeah, yeah. is because, like, when we saw Ghost, we saw him at an amphitheater. And we had yep. lawn tickets. So we were able to get our nice little space. We could see them really nice. The acoustics were great. And that's the kind of experience I like at concerts. I don't yeah. want to be in the pit. I don't want to be in a seat. I don't want to be in a spot at a concert where it's going to be difficult for me to go to the bathroom, to leave, to get fresh air, to get away yeah. from people. So to yeah. go see them at a venue like what you're talking about, I don't want to do that. So yeah. – Unless my bands that I like are at a venue like SPAC in upstate New York or this Fiddler's, Fiddler's Green Amphitheater here in Colorado, yeah. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Yeah. And so, like, Yeah, because you need your space. And that's why I'm like, it's funny you mention all this because in, the, in my situation, like, I would only go for the merch because I want it so bad. Uh, oh, my God. Which is just really it, funny. It, that's a funny thing that happens a lot now is like there's like FOMO associated with limited merch, but like I, I have that. I definitely have that I, though. I That's heard why I got that someone, vinyl. <laughs> I heard someone say something the other day. Uh I don't know who it was, but I just the it's in my ear. I I the term limited, and I agree with this, the term limited is so funny because it's only limited because you made it limited. Yeah, limited edition. It doesn't have to be limited. Yeah. Unlimited is just a, a stupid selling point that capitalizes on FOMO. And I think a big part of, you know, like I bought the sleep token tickets right away. I think part of me knew that they were going to sell out. Yeah. Like I, part of me was like, uh, I need to get these now because the year before, uh, even just, you know, it was only six months before the tickets went on sale for the new tour that I was seeing them. Yeah. But I had bought those tickets like literally only like a month and a half in advance. But you know, like I've... I I don't think there's anything wrong with – because, like, if you're a concert fan, right? And I think Taylor Swift is a I, – I don't like Taylor Swift's music. Yo, fuck those make, ticket prices. But, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Before like, you even say anything, fuck those yeah, ticket fuck prices. Those ticket I'm prices. never paying but like, that price to see an artist. God, no. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like I said, I'm not – I'm not a big concert person. I, I, yeah. I've never really – I got dragged to a lot of, like, Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw concerts as a kid. And, like – Oh, God. I'm not saying that that made me not like concerts. That's but horrible. Let's connect some dots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. But, Ugh. like, the idea that, like, oh, my God, my favorite artist and I love concerts is coming to my town. The tickets just went on sale. I'm going to buy those because I think – yeah, like, buying them because you want to go see them because you like them is no different yeah. to me than when – and I did this for all the Star Wars movies. I've done this for a couple other really big movies where they're like, you can get your ticket for a Thursday night preview showing or a Wednesday night preview showing and it goes yeah. on sale right away. I, yeah, like I'm going to do that because if there's a movie that I'm like, I fucking love this movie. I don't want to risk spoilers. I, I don't want to mm. miss out. Like I think FOMO can be associated, but I don't think there's anything wrong with jumping on the opportunity to secure your spot to see something that you love, appreciate, you know, enjoy. Like, I don't think there's anything really, really wrong with with that aspect of FOMO. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm thinking about it like a. I, oh I've God, been wait. thinking about it a lot because this Hang is such on. a what? <laughs> I just remembered. Speaking of movies, I did that for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I still have not seen that movie. I did it for like a Wednesday night preview showing. Didn't oh my show God. up. Refunded my ticket, bought a ticket for Thursday. Was like, I'm not going to go. I did that for Thursday and Friday. And then eventually was like, I'm not seeing this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, okay. So that's that's really that's, that's extreme. Yeah. Um, also, good on you for not seeing that movie. I, I still have it. I, I it's on Disney+. It's bad. Plus. It's, I hear yeah. it's bad. Bummer. Um, yeah, you know, like another thing that I kind of like learned about myself in this experience, because the only thing that kept me in line is, like I said, I was able to see the band from a really good angle. Thank God yeah. um, from where I was in line, because at this point, the line had slowed to a crawl. And it's probably because they were on stage, you know, and also the merch booth was probably running out of merch at this point. I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't sell yeah. out. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, so. A friend of Nick's who I know, her name's Chevy. I've met her a couple times. She actually, like, she and I know a lot of the same people in, um, you know, like, Idola, Dance, Gavin Dance, like, that that realm. Um, she's actually doing makeup for them now, um, which is cool. And Yeah, she's doing Sleep Tokens makeup, but I totally get it because she's an, an amazing professional, and that's, like, her passion in life. But then she's also running the merch. So, like, there was another part of me that was like, oh, cool, Chevy's here. Like, that's nice. And, like, so it, there was, like, it was cool to, like, know the person running the merch. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll get around to her. But as soon as it was about to wrap behind the merch booth, I was like, I can't miss. I can't stand in line behind the merch booth while Sleep Token's playing. I can't yeah. do it. You know? I was, I was going to um, say, there's no way I would have. No, it's horrible. I, I would have like, done that. And there was a part of me, like, I literally had a panic moment, and I never panic. Yeah, I'm not a panic person, and I was just like, there was a part of me that was like, if you stand in this for even a second while not watching Sleep Token, what kind of a person are you? I also learned, like, and another thing that I've learned, I'm not a line person. I've been, and it's because I am a performer. It's because I am someone who likes to create. I'm someone who wants like the best possible experience of all experiences. I'm not someone who settles for experiences, right? Like, if I'm gonna go to something, I'm going 100. percent You know how I am, yeah, right. That's how I build my schedule. If I'm doing something, I'm doing it 100%. That's it. There's no like there's no moderated or mediocre experiences that I want to have in life. I want to do like if I'm going to a dinner, I want to go to the special dinner. You know, if I'm going to go to <laughs> a restaurant, I want to have like something that's unique that's there. I don't just want to go do something average ever, yeah. you know. I, so I, like and I've I, gotten used to that, especially from knowing people like when I go to Empire Live, like I, I, I'm I'm talking with the venue owner and I'm hanging out with a guy who books the shows and like I'm having a different experience. You know, that's the yeah. experience that I want to have. I don't want to just be in line or just be in a crowd. I want to like actually interact with things. I agree with lines, though. Like, I'm not an impatient person. I don't I don't think I'm an impatient person. I'm sure I'm impatient at times. But yeah. I literally last weekend was driving to my second gig and yep. was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get a burger. Oh, look, mm -hmm. smash burger. I like smash burger. And I walked in and the line was probably like 15 people. And I was like, nah, never mind. And I turned around and yep. walked out because like, yep. there is something to be said that like, whether, even if I had all the time in the world is standing in that line 
if it takes 30 minutes, is what's mm-hmm. at the end of the line going to be worth my time? And I've learned, especially more as I, you know, finish out my 20s. Yeah. I, I feel like time actually is the most important and valuable thing you own. And I know a lot of mm-hmm. people say that, but like... No, I'm with you. I... If I went to a concert, like Ghost, right, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, let's get Ghost t-shirts. And I'm not the huge – I'm not the hugest Ghost fan. Like, I'm a phone – I'm a fan by proxy because of my partner. So, like, mm-hmm. if that line was more than 25 people and I'm like, oh, this is going to take an hour? I, no. Like, yeah, that t-shirt – And, like, again, for me with Bad Omens, like, that's a very specific scenario. Where that's, a, that's a shirt you can only get on their tour. But if every shirt that was at that merch booth – was ten dollars more, but online, and I didn't have to yeah. stand in that line for an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fuck that. This is the other point <laughs> I was gonna make. Is like I, as like we were rounding that corner, I'm like my brain was just like giving me all the reasons to get out of line. It was like you yeah. can buy, you can buy merch later. It doesn't matter. Like none of this act. You're just standing in line so that you can make a, another purchase. Why are you doing this? Is not who you are. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a consumer at heart. Right. I'm I'm someone who who consumes out of passion. Uh, and, and because of, I have extreme interest, you know? Um, so yeah, like the, and the line thing, I'm a hundred percent with you. I even just the other day, like Mason was like, Hey, I was like, we got some time. You want to go to locks of bagels? And he goes, maybe. And I, I like looked at the time and I was like, eh, uh, if the line's bad, I'm not doing it, man. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm not wasting time. In We've been there with a like long that. line. I'm not. Me? Doing, yeah, we have me, you and Danny. And I was like, uh-huh. That was actually that was not that long. If it was any longer than what it was that day, I would have been like, I would have been like, nope, not doing it, boys. Let's go. Like, I would just <laughs> pieced us out of there. It was um, worth it. That that yeah, is a line that is worth it, though. Oh well, say. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, those bagels are the bomb. So, yeah, really getting into that though, like another thing in my mind was like, you know, I didn't participate in any of like the like. N- nerdy let's call them nerdy like because this is like the yeah, most whatever. nerdy you can be with anything like well people do it with sports too right? yeah you you qualify Literally our friend group and a, said yeah they said they were qualify, busy on sundays Sorry. yes and <laughs> and establish a a sense of like who you are status wise as a fan of something by mentioning the things that you know about it that other people yeah. might not know or like what you've done or how much you've consumed as a fan you know can and I, 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 oh, sorry. I really like, I found those moments really comical because I'm just sitting there by myself, like, like, no, that's not really, that's not how we should be doing this, man. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, yeah. uh no, no, no uh, you go ahead. No, 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 you. But, uh, yeah. let's, let's handbrake turn into talking more about the gatekeeping aspect because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I, I will fully admit when I was younger, especially when I was in the military, uh-huh. I was a problematic gatekeeper. I yeah. definitely was the type of person that was like, oh, I'm a fan of this, and now you're a fan. I've been a fan longer, so I, you you need to respect my fandom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. such a stupid – like, besides all the other things that it is, like, toxic and just, like, rude and disrespectful, it's just the stupidest way to approach anything. And so fast forward yes. to, like, now, like, going back to the Noah Khan example, like – I love that there are so many people who feel the same way about his music that I do. And yeah. if this was 10 years ago, I think I would be very gatekeepy and be like, well, you don't understand. But like, yeah, I've been following yeah. Noah since 2018. And that's 
to me now, like with fandoms, and I'm curious what you think, but yeah. like I had somebody, uh, and Byron's even done it. We mentioned Byron in every episode. I love that. That's like and just Matt. what we, yeah, and Matt every episode. Those are our um, best friends. <laughs> but uh, I love that I have people that are like, "What is this thing in Star Wars?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Let me tell you," Let because me like tell you. there is something to be said. Like, and I have a friend like this, uh, my cousin-in-law, yeah. if that's a thing, Ariel. Yeah. She is a huge Bad Omens fan, and she's been following them since way before I got in. I only got into Bad Omens. Uh, on their Finding God Before God Finds Me album. So, like, yeah. there's an album before that, and then there's obviously, like, them being an underground band and stuff before that. She's been following them forever. Now, like, in fandoms that I'm a part of, like, finding people that have been there longer and, can like, can tell you more about, like, what it was like for them in their early days, to me now yeah. the approach is, oh, that's really fucking cool to learn, and yeah. I I want to know this. Whereas if I was in that those shoes, like I said, like, 10 years ago – I don't think I would be that way. I wouldn't – it just wouldn't – I just wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. I think – well, I think the, th the reason I maybe emphasize the experience a lot and part of the reason, like, I was formulating these words is, like, I have that experience with a lot of bands. And it's because I'm constantly – Yeah. I'm always on the search for, like, some new music, a new sound, a new thing to get into, you know? Like, like – I got into Lido when Lido just had a couple EPs out, you know, and now Lido's doing all these crazy big projects like Dance Gavin Dance. I have a memory of seeing them at a skate park with only like 350 people in attendance. Like there's all these little like and I've and now like they're selling out the PlayStation uh, venue in New York City and I'm going to see them, you know, like there, there's a lot of different times in life where I've I've been there watching something grow over time and i've even experienced that in my own you know yeah. and i think that's why i i maybe appreciate that and the experience of like being there and being present for the growth and development of you know a a, a concepts like an artistic concepts prosperity or a you know a piece of like popular culture's prosperity um i appreciate that more than i appreciate the commodification that comes along with it right because yeah. And, and it's only natural and it's just because we aren't those people right so like like what you said about toxic gatekeeping like it's only toxic if you don't shut up about it right yeah. like like there's there's something to be said like it's only toxic if it's anything besides conversational like you can qualify how much you like something that's fine like yeah. you can establish that through conversation that's probably important to like let people know how passionate you are to, are about something yeah. but when you turn it into something that matters more than the fact that both of you are appreciating it. You kind of talk down to Then it it's toxic, yes. Yeah. So, like, and I think toxic is the best word because you can have a level of fandom, right? Like, you can have a level of enjoyment. You can have a level of passion for things. But once it goes over and it starts to, uh, it starts to um, supersede someone else's experience there, it has become toxic, you know? I, I agree. And, yeah. I don't know. I think it's really interesting because now, and it's it, and I know it's it's just funny. Like because I used to be exactly what we're talking about, and I think maybe yeah, maybe everybody goes through it a little bit. Because like I've known a few people in my life that have kind of been a little like gatekeepy, and like yeah. when I was around the same time that I was, so like the same age. But I don't know. I just think now it's it for me, and what I love is that like. 
well, I love and hate, and I'm going to use Star Wars as my example, but, like, okay. there are so many people, and we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point, like, in the Star Wars fandom that are super toxic, and, like, you don't you don't understand because you didn't watch Clone Wars Season 3 Episode 2. Like, you don't get oh the reference. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's like, and, and I use the Clone Wars thing specifically because if you saw, spoiler alert for Episode 5 of Ahsoka, you saw it, right? Oh, you know I okay. saw it. Okay, <laughs> just want to make sure because, like, Again, that buddy, episode, I've been I've been watching Ahsoka since episode one, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, such I, a hardcore fan. You I came <laughs> in on episode four and I binged. Um, <laughs> but that's you know I, I was totally right in waiting because I was like episodes yeah. one through three. I was like these are so nothing. Like they're good. You but saying like, I wasted my time? No, I'm saying that like for me, I'm like I already know all this. Like Ezra yeah. disappeared. How did he disappear? It's like I already yeah. know all this. But anyways, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in that episode. And I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. Like, it yeah. made my eyes tear up a little bit because, for one, I love Hayden Christensen. I think he is incredible as Anakin. I think he's severely yep. underrated. And I think between his appearance in the Ahsoka show and his appearance in the Obi Wan show, I think he has really shown people like, oh no, like we, not we, but people severely misjudged his performance. But what I yes. love about this episode is it is. I Ahsoka, think that's a. If- yeah, okay. No, you finish finish oh, okay. your thought. Sorry. <laughs> um it's Ahsoka going through time with Anakin. And mm-hmm. those scenes when she's like, This is our first battle, and she's like, This is the Siege of Mandalore and stuff. Yeah. Those are things and arcs that happened in the Clone Wars show. Now here's the thing. Yes. I watched this with Goose. Goose has not seen the Clone Wars and they have not seen Rebels. So they don't yep. know a lot about Ahsoka. So when those scenes popped up, I was like, I like audibly when it was the Siege of Mandalore, I was like, <gasps> I was the like, Siege I was, I was like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like, even though it was only like 10 seconds and then Captain Rex was yeah. there and I was like, that better not be the only fucking Captain Rex cameo. I swear to God. Cause he's like one of my favorite characters. Anyways, my, was it the we, only one? It, it better not be. There's still three episodes left and, and canonically Captain Rex was alive and fought during the battle of Endor. So he could technically still be alive at this time. Okay. And yeah, I really yeah. hope old man Rex shows up in like episode That'd eight. be cool. But if he doesn't, it's fine. But it was still cool to see his live action Mark II armor. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that was anyways, cool. Um, right. Anyways, those scenes were incredible, right? And like yeah. Anakin looked amazing. And Goose, yep. I gave them the remote because they're allowed to pause and ask questions because mm-hmm. whatever. And so at the end of that, they paused and they were like, were those from something? And I was like, oh, yeah, like – those are from, and I explained it. And like, yeah, I think there's something to be said about like win shows, win movies, win fandoms, not just like music, but like movies and TV yeah. shows, like Indiana Jones coming back. Like, that could be something for somebody, maybe if you're a huge Indiana Jones fan. But like, for people that didn't get to see the Clone Wars and maybe won't go back and watch it because it's from 2007 and didn't mm-hmm. see Rebels because they think it's a kid's show and Rebels is a little bit more kiddie. Like, they might yeah. not know everything about Ahsoka. So, like, for them to get to see glimpses of parts of that fandom for people like me who watch the Clone Wars every week when it came out, yeah. like, that's fucking incredible. It's so incredible that fandoms can bring back things for the older fans and introduce them to new fans. And, like, in a perfect world, those two fans should be like, oh, this is incredible. But more often than not, it's oh, well, you don't even get it because you didn't see it. In, like, you don't even know, like, you don't oh, get it. Oh, yeah. Like, you, yeah. And, Instead and, of yeah. using that as an opportunity to share something nice, saying you don't even know is definitely the example of, like, bad gatekeeping, you know? Mm-hmm. I think gatekeeping's only bad. 
Like, I mean, because yeah, no, it is. It's a, it is only it's that. a thing. Like, and at, at one point in time, regardless of who you are, whether you're someone who got into it over time or someone who like does a deep dive right away because you like you're like blown away by a thing, right? Regardless of who you are out of that, like you were a noob at one point too, which is something that I wanted to work around too because I. In, in in so many ways like in so many different things i'm still a noob you know like like i'm doing a theatrical performance and there's people around me every night making references to musicals and plays that i've never seen yeah and i don't get them and like you know my my friend jj who's been my director before and is now like playing one of the ancestors in the adams family he he'll like he's very polite about it he's like it's from this other thing Kevin, you, I know you don't get it. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, I know you don't have a ton of time for theater like we do, uh, which is very nice. I'm very thankful to JJ for that. He's amazing. Um, but like with Magic the Gathering, I've actually had a lot of people kind of like hit me with some bad gatekeeping because I mm, don't know I every. Well, it's been around for 30 years now, right? Yeah, it's and huge. And I haven't had enough time my entire life to just be dedicated to this thing, and uh, nor would I want to. Um, but I really enjoy it, so I I find myself interacting with people to a certain extent, and then like they they either are you know welcoming or they're gatekeeping, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I I think because of the way that I try to veer conversations and like how I how I enjoy things and I, I try to be more inclusive, I think because my effort is going toward that, that I've had less and less gatekeeping uh, experiences over time where, you know, a lot of times I'll actually I'll qualify my newness to a thing very quickly. I'll like like when I went to anime NYC, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not that huge an anime fan, but I know a lot <laughs> like I know a good amount but I'm not as much as uh, the guy <laughs> over there dressed up as the obscure character from Fruits Basket. <laughs> like, well, I know, don't know that much. It's funny <laughs> like, you mention anime, though, because, like, that's also really funny. Because, like, there is a – and you don't know this, and I'm going to – I'll tell you now. There is a trickle-down anime for me, right? So, like – Oh, yeah. You, out of everybody I know that likes anime, you know uh-huh. the most because you've seen the most. And, like, if I mention an anime, nine out of ten times you're like – yes or no yeah i've seen that but it's bad or i've seen that and it's good but not very few times have you been like i haven't seen that and then below you would be my partner goose because goose is the one that introduced me to anime so they've seen a few more quite a few more than i have still but then then there's me and i'm like yeah like i've seen i've definitely seen the more popular ones but then Mm -hmm. below me is my other really close friend that i told you about earlier mark who Mm -hmm. i introduced to anime and I think yeah. it's really fucking funny that, like, to, for Mark, I'm, like, the person he keeps asking for anime recommendations, whereas I'm, like, asking you or Goose. And I just, like, I think that that is just a interesting, like, not – it's obviously not gatekeeping, but, like, it's no, almost – No, it's, al- it's, it's It's literally, like, the opposite. It's, like, gate opening where it's, like, somebody yes. who's high up in the fandom introducing it to other people in the fandom. And even if you're not – a huge in the fandom like I am because I haven't seen yes. any of half of the major animes, but that doesn't matter because for me and the person that I introduced anime into, like mm-hmm. we're, we're just doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was super lucky when I got back into anime. Um, there was a, there was a club that formed on Facebook called the IGN anime club. And it was run by people who worked at IGN 
and I joined it, and there was probably about like fifteen hundred people in it, and the group grew to like eighteen thousand, right? And so the thing that happens with any group on social media that grows like that happened, where like there were a lot of really passionate people who were very welcoming, and then there were people who were more opinionated that came in, and then there were like some extreme trolls, and like you know it just became too much, and the people from IGN couldn't manage it, so it became just an anime club, and a couple people mm. took over as moderators. But the entire time there was a there was a relative core group of people who were passionate about sharing what they loved the most, and these ended up being the people that I would meet up with inevitably and go to anime nyc with because we were we were inclusive not mm. exclusive right yeah. um and the what was really nice was then the group of inclusive people created an exclusive club hmm. on facebook called uh the anime it was like anime club pub or something i don't even know if it still exists because we've all grown up and like gone in different directions and stuff um but around that time uh, you know, they, I was, I felt very, you know, honored to be part of that. And we, we just continued share, sharing and being more inclusive than exclusive with the anime stuff. So I was very lucky that I had a group of people who were way more into it than I was, yeah. who were anytime I had a question or anytime I was looking for something, they had it. So like I, I had, I didn't just have one person. I had a bunch of people in a very like I want to use this in the best possible way in a very <laughs> safe space online. No, seriously, like that, no, that was probably important. that's why we need those. Right. It's not like every space has to be a safe space for you specifically, but like having safe spaces is important when you're talking about the digital space. You know, Can we talk about that for a second, though, because yeah, sure. ultimately what a safe space is, right? Like all it is is people wanting other people to not be terrible because and I understand yes. like I'm not I'm not yes. this is not in any way an insult on safe space. I am not I'm pro safe space because what a safe space is it's like hey, I don't want to go somewhere where you might say something homophobic, xenophobic, anti-semitic. Yes. And like the thing yes. about that is you shouldn't be that way anyway. So the idea yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, you need <laughs> yeah. a safe space? It's like, yeah, because I don't want to hear you say that non-binary people should be fucking shot in the street. Because I've seen that in oh, chat yeah. rooms and stuff. And yeah. it's like, you shouldn't want that. And also, why the fuck would anybody in their right mind want to be around people that are being like, yeah, gay people suck. Or like, Jew Jews run the world because yeah. they have all the money. Like, that is homophobic and anti-Semitic. Like, why the... A safe space is generally just be a good person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and just like and and not only that, I think a I think a misconception that a lot of people who get too caught up in either societal or political rhetoric, uh, a misconception that they end up having is that safe spaces are like super cushy when they're yeah. not. They're still no. what they are is they're actually because they're so safe, you can actually talk about negative things in a much more positive and constructive way. You can have a real conversation. Um, yeah, and you know, as you're as you're explaining this, you know, I'm I'm actually I'm kind of recognizing like, oh, you know, you like and I'm going to use the word lucky again. Like you and I are lucky. We happen to have found safe spaces both with other people and with groups that we're in, right? We yeah. have created our own safe spaces. And that doesn't mean nothing negative happens there. Like we're still humans, like it, but but we're better at dealing with it because we're inclined to behave safely and i shouldn't even it's not the word safe it's it's a respectful place it's not that's what it is it's just yeah, a place yeah, that's no, yeah. respectful it's right because like you and i don't have the same opinion on everything matt and i don't have the same opinion on everything 
I mean, you know, Byron yeah. and I don't have the same opinion on everything. Well, Joey Byron and, and I and Chris do. and like Byron um, and I have the same opinion on everything. On everything. Canonical. Uh, Elvis and I don't have the same opinion on everything for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, but like, but we we have a space where all of those opinions can coexist, right? And we can actually use them as points of conversation and we learn from them. And yeah. that's what a safe that's the that's where the safeness is. It starts from respect and it starts from a place of understanding. So it's not a, it's not that it's like a a pillow cushioned place where we're never offending each other, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, people it's just up. that we respect each other enough to then go, "Oh yeah, sorry, my bad." Like yeah. or drop it. You know, it, it happens in all friend groups, like, yeah, even in ours, like people say things that offend others by accident. You know, people yeah. might accidentally like misgender somebody, but like nobody is going to be a t- terrible about yeah. it. But yeah, and that's, the th- you know, and that's to some extent to tie this back to gatekeeping yeah. in, in some ways, some fandoms end up having gatekeepy little communities because those communities have turned into or those groups have turned into what we're describing we're like those people in that group those 15 20 people are are really diehard fans but they're all very similar or maybe yes. like they're all they've all clicked and then when other people maybe join Come in. That, that group or join the fandom then those people eat see we're looking yeah. at you, Battlestar Galactica fans. We're looking at you. No, I'm just kidding. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I thought, you, dude, my mind went to Battlefield Earth, and I was like, the Scientology movie? No, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it's like, dude, the fandom for that is pretty in-depth. Isn't John but, Travolta uh, in Battlefield Earth? Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the bad guy. What a movie. What a movie. Uh, yeah. What a, <laughs> yeah. That's a Put that down as a candidate for getting high and watching, oh, for sure. Jesus. I don't want to watch that, period, ever again. I feel like once oh, yeah. was enough. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bad movie. Yep. It's not so bad it's good. It's just bad. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, gatekeeping is interesting, man. I, 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 yeah. To, I, to kind of put I think, a little bit of a I think bow the on growth – yeah, yeah, you put a bow on it, and then I got a final thought, too. Well, I was going to say, like, I think I would encourage – that if you're a, a a massive fan of something, whether it be a band, a podcast, like I don't know, the Unpop podcast, or you know, a YouTube channel, or a creator, yeah, yeah. or or whatever it is, movies, yep. TV shows, I would encourage you to if if you do sometimes catch yourself in that mindset because I think we all can become guilty of it because even I mean we've even admitted that we've we've done it before being a little gatekeepy. Yeah, I would in, I would say that it. It is more fun and more delightful to welcome those people and then share, if if obviously prompted or willing, to share your experiences with the fandom and hear new people's experience because all it is at the end of the day is supporting something that you care about. And if you really care about that thing, you'll be yes. open and welcoming to more people and other people that want to care about that thing. Because all that means at the end of the day, no matter what that thing is, it's going to continue to grow. Because the more people that care about it, the more people that support it, the more you mm-hmm. get from it. So no matter what it is, that is what I would say. That's pretty much what I was going to say to <laughs> just more so. No, seriously, just more so along the lines of like we do need spaces that are respectful for new fans who are coming into things. And and if you're the person like I don't want anyone to hear what I had to say and say, oh, he hates new fans. But no, like if, if you're the person who comes in and you're a new fan and your version of an experience like of, of a positive night is standing in line for merch the entire night 
I just disagree with that, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I disagree with you as yeah. a person. You know, like it's just that's just me saying that experience was not for me, and it, to the point where I had like a a middle a, a, a little crisis even crisis moment. Um, you know, in trying to be like the person who helped out some friends and and made sure that we had something to go home with. But then I was like, oh, the the real thing I wanted to go home with was the memory of it. You know, um, and and it's it. I think putting yourself in a space to be uh, self-aware and then respectful of others is probably the most important thing going into any form of uh, enjoyment, whether it be on a larger cultural level or an even more niche cultural level. Like, Just put yourself in a space where you can be respectful of others and you can be self-aware so that you're properly judging like, okay, cool, is this for me right now or do I need to make a different decision? this obviously is for somebody that's why it's there you know like if i were to get into doctor who tomorrow i would probably find somebody to ask about it you know yeah. and be like oh cool i want to learn more about the doctor who i don't have time for it right now but yeah, yeah. you know the uh doctor who is doing a cro- like and now in like we're at a point with culture where like so many things do crossovers like demon slayer and bad omens cool doctor yeah. who and magic the gathering sweet um but these things are crossing over, so now these fandoms, in a lot of ways, are actually just meeting each other for the first time. You know, like and yeah. and so even that more bridge. so, I think we just need to be like respectful of each other. It's not about having a safe space; it's about having a space where mutual respect can be, uh, can can exist. And mutual respect means being mindful and yeah, to some degree, being sensitive. You know, um, I think uh, yeah, that's my I final think- thought. I think we fixed gatekeeping. I think it's gone forever. We did. Now. I it's think over. we solved it. Yeah, we solved it's it. Done. No it's done. No one's ever going to gatekeep ever nope. again. We fixed the world. You're if welcome. I hear someone even start, I'll be like, buddy, we fixed this. You yeah, can't. what are you talking about? You, you can't, can't do that right can't. now. <laughs> did you not hear the news? Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, what yeah. is your jam this week, my good sir? Yes. I'm now that we fixed up. gatekeeping. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Um, yeah. And instead of saying, uh, like, my normal music or movies i'm gonna recommend a podcast okay uh there is a podcast that i've been listening to for a really long time and they have a massive backlog of episodes so if you are a history buff like myself um and you just love to learn or you just love to hear things whether you retain the information or not uh there's a podcast called do go on it is three mm-hmm. Australian comedians, Matt, Dave, and Jess. They are part of the Planet Broadcasting Group, which uh, houses another fantastic podcast that we've mentioned, The Weekly Planet. Um, yep. If you haven't heard that and you want to hear two people talk about like movies and comics and TV shows and everything like that, phenomenal podcast. You actually introduced me to The Weekly Planet two years ago, and Did now I? it's like one of my top listened podcasts every year. I, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I introduced you. Did. You did. Huh. Well, you sent me the worst possible episode to yes. listen to yes. for a new listener to the Weekly right. Planet. I, I think it was them talking specifically about Star Wars, and it was stuff yeah. that I had I didn't even know about Star Wars. So it was like all of it. I was just like, this is a very weird experience. I think I need to find a different episode. <laughs> like, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> when I first listened to it, I was like, Odie, this is not – I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, keep going. Weekly Planet is great, but do go on. Yeah. Uh, I like it because they take it in turns to do a report, 
and uh, usually it's suggested by a listener. So like they have this thing called Jack the Hat McVitie where you can submit topics and like links yep. to articles about the topic. So they've done some really, really big ones like serial killers, but they've also done some like really, really niche ones. Like uh, one I just listened to yesterday came out a couple weeks ago, I think. It was about Andrew Lay, who was yep. an Australian minister of justice who made a lot of people in his life that caused problems for his political career disappear. Wow. Uh, it was incredible. Like, never heard of this dude from the early 1900s. They've covered all kinds of stuff. And That's awesome. I, I think it's really fun to listen to because they they go on, like, tangents and have fun and they riff. But they're mm -hmm. two comedians. They're three comedians, and they're really fucking funny comedians. Yeah. And um, if you're a fan of The Weekly Planet – they have a lot of episodes with Nick Mason either doing reports on, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or no, just Marvel in general, uh, the history of Batman. So, like, if you're like, oh, I like this guy, it's a good – that's a really good introduction to this podcast. But they have over yep. 400 episodes, and they're yeah. all – I've listened to them all. They're bangers, every single one. So awesome. if you if you like history, if you like informative stuff, uh, I would check out Do Go On, all three cool. words. That's good. Yeah, that's my jam. Sweet. Uh, my jams this week because I always I always have a little music jam going on. Uh, Silent Planet, one of my favorite little uh onion information bands. I I was explaining this to you earlier this week. I love when something is an onion of information, and you can just peel back layers of it, and there's more depth to it. Like the more depth something has, the more complexity something has, the more I enjoy it. Right? Like that's just that's just that's the experience I want. I want to pull layers back on something and go, ooh, there's another one, you know? Um, but Silent Planet's amazing. They're, uh, they're singers uh, slash lyricist. And I think the other the other members of the band do contribute lyrics here and there, but their, their main, like, front man, uh, he writes some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. Like, just amazing. They have a new song out called Antimatter, uh, and I've probably listened to it, uh, you know, a couple dozen times this week oh. because it's that good. Maybe uh, I should check that out then. It's really good. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's, you know, it's metal. Um, Anti-matter. I mean, yeah, really good. Uh, highly recommend listening to silent planet in general. Uh, they have another song that they released last year that I loved called Panopticon. Super, super good. Um, so big recommendation on silent planet for anybody They're They're yeah. Very heady. Very cool. And then uh, I watched – so it's spooky season, and we'll get into it more in October on the podcast, but I'm now Ooh, in – I'm season. in I'm in the mood where I'm watching – like, as soon as – if Pumpkin Spice hits a menu, mm. I get to start watching horror stories. If yeah. people are putting out Christmas decorations in box stores, I get to start watching horror movies. That's the trigger, right? Yep. Like if you get multiple months of Christmas and this is the deal and we'll talk about this on the podcast. If people get multiple months of Christmas, I get at least 2 months of spooky season. That's what happens, right? The barometric oh, yeah. pressure shift comes in, falls in full swing. It's the season and I'm going to start watching horror movies and uh Chloe and Chloe thank thank chloe for being here because now i have a partner in my spooky season built into the household right so every friday we've watched a horror movie we watched funny games because chloe was like chloe was like what's the creepiest movie you could think of and i was like well creepiest yeah. and she goes yeah and i go we're watching funny games which is creepy as all hell uh and she actually really liked it 
And then um, this week we watched Pearl, which mm. is part of the a trilogy. Yes, it's the prequel to X. X uh, is so good. We have not watched X yet <gasps> because we wanted to watch Pearl first. Uh, we, okay. we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were looking because I was like, I was like, well, this is the prequel. So why don't we watch that? And then when we watch X like and now I kind of know what the plot of X is going to be. Um, but really good. Oh, dude. But watching Pearl was so good. It was like what a novel. Um, it's kind. Of, it's more of a thriller than it is a horror movie. Because the main character, uh, spoilers for Pearl, uh, the main character is a psychopath. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's um, crazy. <laughs> oh, absolutely batshit crazy. And you, but the, the way that they structured the movie, you don't know it until the final bit. I would actually, if we went back and we did like top slasher films, I would put Pearl somewhere in the top ten. Because you're watching the slasher. I would You're watching the person who loses their mind lose it. And it's so good. I still think X is better. So I'm curious to see what you'll think about I yeah. Uh we'll probably watch that next week. Um X will be good. And then what else? Uh no no other gems. That's it. Just anti just metal and horror movies for this happy go lucky dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going out into the world with a big smile on his That's face. That's how it is, baby. Dude, it's so yeah. Metalheads are some of the nicest people in the world. I got here's the here's what I'll end on. I as much as I was like kind of analyzing like the different experiences of the new influx of fans for Sleep Token, the one thing I always take away from a metal show, what nice people. Like yeah. you go to, I've been to all different types of sh- you know like I've been to huge like I've been to Kendrick Lamar, I've been to Drake, I've been to uh, Q Tip, I've been to. Um, God, I've seen like uh freaking Kenny Chesney, uh, to- Tim I've McGraw. Seen, I've seen Tony Yayo, I've seen Zach Brown, I've seen um, Darius Rucker. Oh, I've seen Eve Six and freaking like Rascal Flats. Simple Plan. I've not seen Darius These are the Rucker concerts I went to as a kid and I hated yeah, okay. all of them. <laughs> uh you know, I've seen Paul Simon. I've been to all different types of shows. Yeah. And I got to say the nicest crowd is always the metal crowd. There and it's maybe it's that we all showed up and everybody got the memo to wear black, right? Maybe that's it. <laughs> like, like it's just easy that, when though. you recognize that everybody's wearing the same. Oh scheme, yeah, we all look alike, right? I, whatever it is, I think I think it's just that. Going back to what we were saying, I think it's just that metal crowds have a. There's almost like a silent understanding of the safe space. Yeah, like the the respectful place that we're coming from. Like we're like you're here too respect right like because we already know because we operate in a world where metal is always a subculture like it's always been a subculture and so to be around any massive group of people who appreciate the subculture that you're a part of that most of the time if you were to show it to people they'd be like ew i don't really like that you know like being in the room with people who are like yes i like that it's just so refreshing and it makes you so happy (laughs) like love it yeah, metal metal people. Shout out to metal people. They mm. they hold it down. They're the and and yeah, they're just the best. They are. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, go to there. a metal show and enjoy <laughs> just it. it. Just end it there. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> Dun, done. Um. Yeah. All right. That's it.